the wide, wide world of sports is going on here. Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. You think we've gotten too radical with our message? Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, Put them together. Yeah, Wednesday on B&E, Longhorns. We buy in the Longhorns ranked fifth. Fifth best college football team in the country going into 2023, according to the ESPN Football Power Index. We'll pick up that debate and tell you how they came to that conclusion and who they have above the Longhorns and below. Also, more questions and answers still with the uh, NFL draft eight days away. One week from tomorrow, the Carolina Panthers are on the clock. A lot of certainty there. They're almost certain to take Carolina, to take uh, Alabama quarterback Bryce Young with the first pick. What happens beyond that? Anybody's guess. We'll dive back in. Uh, somebody texted us earlier, Bug, and said, if the Texans don't take quarterback there and, you know, they're listening to trade offers, you know, what's their best case scenario? Would it? What if the Texans take the two best players they can find at 2 and 12, Buck, or even trade back? And mm-hmm. I, I keep wondering who's going to be the team that after the draft is over, because we, we've done this long enough and you study it long enough to know that how the flow of the NFL offseason works as the flurry of NFL free agency and trades. And then April, you know, end of April, end of March into April is a lot of the pro days and, and all that goes on. And then the last couple of weeks is really quiet because it's draft time. And the elite teams are doing their, you know, home, like bringing in their, their 30 prospects for in-facility visits. Each NFL team gets 30. So they get to bring them in and go face-to-face with guys they may draft or have a potential to draft. And then they build their draft boards. and then, But then the draft comes and goes, and then it, it picks back up with, okay, where, what didn't we accomplish through the draft process or free agency? That's why I wonder, is, is that when the Lamar Jackson story is going to redevelop, right? The Lamar Jackson conversation will reemerge, and a team's going to say, you know what? We want to get in on this Lamar Jackson thing. And we've talked about Houston as a possible team. If Houston doesn't, get Bryce Young, who they coveted, because they can't, and they don't covet C.J. Stroud. Sure, they got draft capital right there for somebody. Could they get through this draft? I mean, could that be the play? That's where we say. I mean, maybe that's the play that, you know, you double back after the draft and say, okay, we'll give up one of our two first-round picks next year and the following year's one, and we're going to go after Lamar Jackson at 26 years old, and he's going to be our quarterback, and we just took best players available here at 2-12. and and, sure. we're, and we have a young coach in D'Amico Ryans, and that's where we're going to go. He's a defensive-minded guy. If if not at two, but at, at 12, if one of these outstanding cornerbacks, to go along with the outstanding young quarterback that they got last year, if you have two cornerbacks like that, you're talking about cornerstone guys for the future well, if they get pass for a rusher, long time. Yeah, if they get pass rusher at two, which would be Will Anderson, or they like Tyree Wilson too, but I don't know how much. How good of a pass rusher is Tyree Wilson? He's a big, physical, defensive end. I like him a lot. He reminds me of Marcus Davenport. Ooh, Mar- well, Marcus is an undersized guy. Is he? Well, Marcus coming out of UTSA was like 255, 260. But he's long. Long. I mean, Tyree Wilson is good 280. He's is long he? and yeah, big. Yeah, he's, he's a thick dude. He looks like, a, he looks like a, an offensive tackle. I don't know Does about he? that. I mean, but, he also I mean, wears great big shoulder pads. Yeah, so he yeah but he's, he's, he's just a big dude. He's a big dude. Uh, yeah, and that's the – He's not 150, 160. He's, he's up to – Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, Houston wants – because we talked about this with the Texans. They have a franchise left tackle. 
They think Derek Stingley is going to be a franchise oh, cornerback. Yeah. Uh, they've got their their guy at running back in Damian Pierce. We got the kid out of Baylor who is fantastic. Jalen Petrie is a playmaker at safety. They like him a lot. Great draft pick for them. Well, you set the two corners up in a safety like that. I mean, D'Amico would love that. Well, and that's the thing. But you've got to have that pass rush. You're right. There's got to be a team that, that's that's lurking for Lamar Jackson. By the way, on Lamar Jackson, you don't have an agent. Why wouldn't he just double back to the Baltimore Ravens now and say, look, the deal that, that Jalen Hurts just signed, I'll agree to the same thing. I'll agree to the exact same contract right now. A dollar less or a dollar or more. Or right on point. Let's do the deal. Uh, I, I don't think he'll do this because there's so much acrimony between the two sides yeah, at this that, point. Yeah, that's – he's not – But look, I mean – I said before it was all said and done, he would end up being back there just... But, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. I, I mean, the Raven. I don't know what's going to happen. That's where there's more questions than answers. I just wonder if Houston would get involved. Because, look, as an organization, you have to understand, if you don't come out of this draft with a quarterback that they can hang their hat on, and I, I know you don't make draft picks. It's not wise to make draft picks to make your fans happy. That's never a good idea. But at some point, your fan base has been so battered around they were so excited that this was going to be the pick and you were going to get the quarterback, and whether he's good or not, at least you can get excited about the team again and their direction. Uh, you got to do something in that regard if you don't land a quarterback here. If you don't like C.J. Stroud, I get it. Well, that's your call. But at the same time, you, you have to, to show signs that you're, you're trying to get back into this thing for your fan base because, uh, you know, Houston, when they came back online and, you know, 21 years ago, I mean, they had they had waiting lists for season tickets. They had people that wanted to be. They had a great fan base, and they've alienated that with their decisions and the moves and the Deshaun Watson situation and just bad, you know, really bad football the last couple of years. This was the year with the hiring of D'Amico Ryan's that things are supposed to turn back to being excited about the team. You know, if they take Will Anderson in a corner, okay, good picks probably foundationally, but your fan base is going to be real excited no, about no, that. I'll, Case, take, I'll take that other quarterback, the other guy that you don't take, I'll take it. If either Case Keenum or Davis Mills are your starting quarterback next year, that's not going to get anybody excited. And I'm not going to play games because the agent was the agent for Deshaun Watson. I just, if he's a good agent, I'm just going to yeah. let's, let's just get this deal done and let's go. Well, it's either the best or, or one of the, the loudest smoke screens we've ever seen, but there's so much reporting that they're not – they're not going to take C.J. Stroud. So, uh, would Lamar Jackson be – would that make sense? that make sense to you, T.Y., to double back, give up next year's draft capital? Because, remember, they have two first-round picks next year still via the Deshaun Watson trade. Could they double back next year and get this trade done? The Texans? Yes. I just – the, the the rookie contract for the QB is the biggest factor for me. Well, the, well I'm just saying if they don't take a quarterback here. If and, they don't come and, out of this draft with a young quarterback. I know they keep saying they want one, but even if it's a quarterback who's a hand and hooker who's not going to play this year. But does I mean does Lamar Jackson go along with their timeline? Yeah. Does he instantly make them a contender? Cuz if if he doesn't then you don't go. He, he don't makes make them he makes them he makes, him a cont- he makes you a better than you for the next 2 years he makes you is better. Is that good enough? Though or like is that For them? I mean, that, do you just want to is that as a franchise, do you want to like try to win Super Bowls or do you just want to try to make to the playoffs? Oh well, no, no. First of all, you gotta get to the playoffs first. I know, you, but like that I mean no, we man, look no. at this we like I bring it up every week. You look at the top yeah, he four, makes the last you a four teams from he last makes you year. A contender. There was yeah. one team that had a quarterback that wasn't on a rookie deal. I mean, they ended up winning the Super Bowl and the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, but that that the the In your mind, yes, he makes he would make you a, a Super Bowl contender? Yeah, I mean, but there. I mean, but the, what's the chances of the other guys being that too? I mean, a couple of young. I mean, their next three, four years. What makes you? Yeah, think you're not they, a Super Bowl contender with C.J. Stroud either. I mean, that's. that's I think that's kind of why they're. 
I mean, they're trying to build up that defensive front and that offensive front well, before that, they, they make that move. And if they're just well, that's as bad I as say, it, I go ahead and get those cornerbacks. I, I want my defense, and D'Amico Ryan, he's going to want his defense. Well, look, yeah, and if you're just as bad as you were last year, you can, you're can you going to have a shot at one of the quarterbacks next year who but arguably you, are whatever, better. Anybody, I just don't think you can do that to your fans. I'm with you on that. I, you can't do that to your fans for a third straight year. But again, yeah, you, And then you can't hire a brand-new coach that uh, of this guy's quality who had opportunities to go other places. Well, not like the other two guys. Well, but, consider it this way. It's, it's heartbreaking for fans because – Nobody watches the Texans, but if you were watching that Week 18 game against the Colts, you know Davis Mills threw a Hail Mary pass. When they won the game with eight points in the last five seconds, Davis Mills, their quarterback, threw a Hail Mary pass that went right through the hands of a safety of the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, the, the fact that, A, he didn't knock it down it was astounding. He should have caught the ball. I mean, it was fourth down. It was a fourth down play. Hail Mary into the end zone from like 28 yards out. If the ball drops, the game's over. And the Texans have the first pick, and they're taking Bryce Young next week. That didn't happen. Uh, he It went right through his hands. Jordan Akins, the tight end, caught the, this touchdown. And then Lovey Smith went for two, and they won the game. So now they're picking two. And we know that Carolina owns that pick. Uh, because that they would be taking Bryce Young. This is where the Texans fans are just exhausted with, what are we doing? And now you're not going to take a quarterback. They've got to do something. Now, to Ty's point of where they win the Super Bowl, look, Lamar Jackson's 26. If you can find a contract with him, I think Lamar Jackson wants out of Baltimore. Uh, to me, I don't even think this is about the guaranteed contract anymore. No, it's not. The, it, this is acrimony with the GM. Right. This is what's been said. There's way too how much bad treated, blood. You're absolutely right. How they've treated him. All of, However, the, the relationship is strained to a point where it needs to end. So, you know, again, can you, can you get Lamar Jackson in, work out a contract, and let, let him be the face of your franchise? Because if Lamar Jackson gets it back to anything close to what he was in his MVP year, yeah, you're you're not. You mean you're a playoff contender for sure in that division where Jacksonville's the best team, and you you add these this draft capital this year and the pieces you've added to go with Lamar Jackson. Absolutely, you're a playoff contender. But you know, would Houston go there? I don't. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen because uh, if if they don't hit a hail mary pass in Week 18, they're drafting Bryce Young. Now there's talk they may not take C.J. Stroud or take a quarterback. Yeah, I don't if they're know what's not taking happen. C.J. Stroud over the deal with the with the agent and stuff. That's yeah. I mean. Come on. Uh, well, I don't I don't pretend to know. Let's get to the other headlines, though. Trending topics to start a busy Wednesday morning, your 8 o'clock hour headlines. <laughs> Top Gun Equipment Rentals bring it to you. Uh, yeah, big development in the NBA last night. We'll get to the scoreboard in a minute. But uh, late last night, a huge development from the league. They have uh, officially suspended Draymond Green, the Warriors forward, one game for Game 3 of their series with Sacramento. Uh, of course, had a flagrant two foul against King Center DeMontis Sabonis during the fourth quarter of Game 2, uh, ejected for stomping on Sabonis's chest after King, uh, the Kings forward fell to the ground and then wrapped his arms around Green's ankle. Joe Dumars, the league's vice president of basketball operations, said the decision was based in part on Green's history of unsportsmanlike acts. So he's out with his team already in an 0-2 hole. Games last night, trio of home teams dominated Game 2s. Phoenix rolled past the L.A. Clippers, 123-109. Devin Booker with 38. Kevin Durant had 25. In Cleveland, the Cavs even their series with the New York Knicks at a game apiece, 107-90. Darius Garland, 26 of his 32 in the first half. Karis LeVert had 24 off the bench. And in Boston, Celtics, no trouble with the Atlanta Hawks, 119-106. They're up 2-0 in that series tonight. Three games on tap, including the L.A. Lakers in Memphis. Looking to take a 2-0 lead. John Morant, not sure about him. He's got a hand injury, suffered in Game 1. Also tonight, the Miami Heat are in Milwaukee. Heat are already up 1-0 on the top seed in the East. And um, right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak, listed as doubtful with that back injury for that game. 
and then, of course, Denver hosts Minnesota tonight in the third game. Uh, baseball last night, Rangers route the Royals 12-2. Rangers are off to their best 17-game start in 10 years. They're 11-6, and haven't been that good since 2013. Marcus Simeon, Adolis Garcia, Homer drove in three each. They'll look to sweep that series this afternoon in Kansas City. Houston scuffling still. They lost to Toronto 4-2. Round Rock Express pounded Sacramento 17-4. Big college baseball win last night down in San Antonio. Texas State Bobcats went down to UTSA and beat the Roadrunners, the 25th-ranked team in the country, 5-3. Bobcats now 25-13 on the year. They avenged that earlier home loss to their rivals from the South. 14th-ranked Texas Longhorns back at it tonight. They're hosting their midweek matchup, opening a five-game homestand with Abilene Christian. will be the first team up tonight at UFCU Dishfalk Field ahead of their series with Oklahoma this weekend. ACU, uh, by, by the way, no slouch. They entered tonight's game at 24-11 on the year. Texas 26-12. First pitch set for 630. You'll hear it live here on the horn. The right-hander, Kobe Minchie, expected to get the start for Texas tonight. History in baseball last night. L.A. Dodgers left-hander Clayton Kershaw delivered a vintage Clayton Kershaw performance for his 200th career win. The Dallas native tossed seven innings of three-hit ball. Lead the Dodgers past the Mets 5-0. 35-year-old joins Hall of Famers Don Sutton and Don Drysdale as the only three Dodger pitchers now to the 200-win mark. Horn Headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. Don't be a fool this month. Come to Top Gun for great deals on steel lawn equipment and Toro, Hustler, and Gravely Mowers to kick off spring. TopGun.net. We'll shoot you straight. Also, Bears mentioning again, when, when great players do great things, Buck, we got to make it a highlight. And uh, Clayton Kershaw reaches 200 wins in just 288 decisions. That's a winning percentage of 694. That is the greatest ever for pitchers with 200 wins. Pretty elite company right there. Oh, yeah. Elite status. How many postseason wins, though? Well, he also lowered his career ERA to 2.48, lowest in the live ball era among pitchers with 200 wins. So, uh, yeah, one of the greatest regular season pitchers of all time, without a doubt, is... uh, And he's got two championships also, right? Yes. No thanks to him, though. <laughs> he's not been he's a stalwart. He's on the team. He's the a post. part of the team. Yes, he's a yes. part of how they got there during the course of a season. It's kind of the same deal with Justin Verlander. He's got two of those rings. It says, uh, Lucas asked, uh, Lamar to Houston would be exciting. Can they afford it? Yeah, they can afford it. They've got salary cap room. They do. They, 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 they got some draft picks laid out there for the next two years. Well, it would at least be a – because, you know, look, let's be fair. Does it make them a Super Bowl champion? Well – you know, Patrick was until other till further notice. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are your Super Bowl favorite every year. Um, then there's yeah, only as long one as that team guy's that wins quarterback, it. And yes, um, would Lamar Jackson put you back in the conversation to be in the tournament in the AFC? Yes. I think so. With a defensive coach like D'Amico Ryan's and the, the additions that they've made this offseason. do you think one of those young guys would put you in that situation over the next two years? I don't. I don't know. Well, you're drafting Bryce Young for the next ten years, right? I mean, right. That's, that's what that's I'm you. saying. You're not Bryce, but yeah, and you're going to. He's going to have that kind of opportunity to do that over the next couple of years. But C.J. Stroud, it's the same thing with me with him. I mean, if if you don't get one and you're you're not taking the other guy, I'm thinking, good lord. It was only a couple of months ago that these two were like neck and neck, and one is actually was ahead of them. The Ohio State kid was actually ahead. Well, I feel like the Texans were just trying to keep their 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 lips shut. Saying and then that just they pull the trigger like, on Like, oh, we, we want C.J. Stroud, like, you know, just because they wanted Bryce Young the whole time and they didn't want Carolina to take a Well, and the, this, is, this is the conundrum. that's backfiring on them. This is the conundrum the Texans have put themselves in. They would like to trade out of that pick if they're not going to take a quarterback for a team that would like to take the quarterback. For sure. To get, you know, still get the player that they want, but get more in return and not take a player at two that they could get at four. Well, picking four is the, are the Colts. 
and this is this is the problem. If if the Colts want to come up to two to secure C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. well, now what if C.J. Stroud's really good and you're playing him twice a year in your own division, but you still ended up with the draft pick you wanted? That's the problem that they're oh, in yeah, right they now. They hacked off their own finger. What about Trey Lance? Well, I've heard that rumor too because uh, you know what is D'Amico Ryan's and what do the new offensive coordinator who came from San Francisco think of Trey Lance and is he available? Could you make a trade for Trey Lance? Dude, I'm not bringing anybody hobbling into my camp. Well, he's healthy with that now. pick. He's oh. healthy now. Um, but well, they, if anybody's going to know, they know the player. They know the player very well. And 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 the Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator, was the passing game coordinator in San Francisco. So he certainly has worked closely with Trey Lance. You know, that's where if they're going to pass on Stroud and they're going to go build the team, I've got to think for the fans they're going to do something after the draft that will address quarterback. But I could be wrong. And and Trey Lance would do that. Trey Lance would at least you get excited about that. Yeah, they're they're, I mean them and the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are going to surprise somebody too. I mean, if they end up and and not getting Bijan, which I mean, it's just been a lot of talk, and then it's just kind of died down. I'm not going to be I'm not going to be upset at them if they take an offensive lineman somewhere again. Well, they got They really have to. They pick. just have to. I mean, they have three picks in the first thirty-three, and they have yeah. more draft capital than any team in this draft. So they and they offensive they, lineman still has to be in their work. But look, if somewhere. they if they hit on those three three first thirty-three picks like they did last year, mm-hmm. they're going to be improved. They're going to have nice pieces, and that like when 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 gosh when David Cully took over the team and they had bottomed out under Bill O'Brien, they had no talent, and they had no draft picks, and they were salary cap problems. I mean, so they had to work their way through that. Now they're. At least they've got some young pieces, and this is a draft to add more young pieces. And but they need to address the quarterback situation, and you know this was the opportunity to do that. Here's a text that says, "E Lovey changed the history of the NFL." Wow, remarkable when you think about it. Well, I ranted and raved about it and have been ever since. But that Monday morning, and people said, "Oh, it's no big deal. They'll still get a quarterback." Well, here we are. That's why you don't lose that game or win that game. That's why you don't win the game. Because yes, if you're ready to draft Bryce Young Thursday night, you you know. That's your direction for the next decade, or at least five years. You're going to be you have your quarterback in place. Now you're not sure, and that's why people call it a loser's mindset. Well, yes, for the course of your team, for sure. I mean, think about it back to 2017. This is a true story. If you talk to Lee Steinberg, the agent for Patrick Mahomes, he will tell you that the team he thought was going to draft them were the Houston Texans, and the Houston Texans that year had the 14th pick in the first round. They thought that uh, that Patrick Mahomes would slide to them at 14. Andy yeah, Reid. They've been stumble bums. Andy Reid jumped to 10 and took him ahead of him. And, you know, these are the things you have to do to address the quarterback situation. Houston consistently does not. Uh, Ty, at 8.20 this morning on this Wednesday, what are you feeling for the te- for the Cowboys right now at pick 26? What's your what's your lean? What's your I, gut? I'm, I'm with Bucky. I'd, I'd like them to go with the, with the boring pick. Offensive go, line? Go with an offensive lineman. I've been hearing a lot about Michael Mayer, your guy, the tight end out of Notre Dame. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be – like devastated if they picked a tight end in the first round, but it wouldn't be my first choice. Uh, it's looking like Bijan's not going to get there. So, yeah, offensive lineman is probably my pick. I don't know who. I don't really like the TCU guy that much. You don't like Steve Avila? I don't know. I just – I like him. I TCU think offensive lineman, I don't – that doesn't really – Well, now they're, t- they're talking about the running back from Alabama later I li- on. I see. Yeah. Jameer Gibbs. I like that a Even lot. Even Jameer too. Gibbs in the first round, I wouldn't be <laughs> – I mean, that late it seems like a little bit of a little bit of, of a reach, but uh, he's I don't think that's a reach second. whatsoever. I think besides Bijan, that's the that's Bijan's one. This guy's one C, I guess. But he Gibbs is really a good player. He's he faster is, than Bijan. Oh well, he's faster than just about he's anybody in the, the world. Fastest running back in the draft. I yeah, mean, he I mean, he can is. absolutely. He go. and Devin A. Chain from A and M are the two fastest running backs.
And but he can come out of the backfield and go one on one, or he can line up as a wide receiver. He's just he's a special player. Yeah, he's 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 really really good. But the other one for the Cowboys that they don't have to spend a first round draft because if they get the running back from TCU. I mean, that's going to be wait. later. I mean, I mean that's Zach what I'm saying. Evans. They can wait. You get Kendra Miller no, around Kendrick four. Miller. Oh. And that guy is fast, Evans. too. Yeah, Kendra Miller's around four kind of guy. Uh, but, you know, Roshan Johnson's around three. I mean, those guys are guys you can look at. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, they don't have to get – they don't I, – I understand. If you don't get Bijan, but, you know, Gibbs is there later. I mean, in the first round and you take him, I wouldn't be upset with, I, him with that one. But I would think for I, them, it's got to be the boring pick if it's there in a fantastic offensive lineman. Take them. I think they're going to go best available, though. I mean, that's, okay. been, that's been their strategy. Well, they've, 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 they've done well in what they've done over the last sure, couple the, of years. Their offseason has given them that luxury. They've, they've sure. really filled a lot of holes uh, and given them the, just take the best player. And I think their biggest area of need is offensive line just because they have no depth behind their starters right now. Right. And what if they could upgrade the center position or the, the guard position? Hell, the kid from TCU can play guard and center. Well, that's what I like about it. I, and I'm not a fan of when somebody says, well, I'm not a fan of TCU offensive line. I, I, like I, I haven't, I I haven't just, watched his, the kid's good. his film. The kid's really good. He played two positions. Yeah, he, he started and was a high-level player at center and at guard. And I think he played both guard positions at TCU. That's the type of versatility. Plus, he's a big mauler, strong guy. And with them, you seem to need that with the yeah. Cowboys. They need more. And look, I mean, listen to the coach. Mike McCarthy wants to be bully ball. He wants to be physical. He wants to be tougher. That's why I keep pointing out Darnell Washington, the tight end from uh, Georgia, which I'm mm-hmm. now seeing mocked at the back end of the first round everywhere now uh, because I think his combine blew everybody away. But if you want to be more physical, either at an offensive lineman or at a big physical tight end who can help you run the football better but can also be a receiving yeah, Michael threat. Michael Mayer, is, is, he's really a, a, a okay blocker. But he's a pass catcher. He knows how to get into the zones. He knows how to work. He knows how to work well, if there's against a, zones and, and different types of defense. But he's not a devastating blocker at the end not, of the line. He's not. That's why I've I've, I've looked at the at the Washington pick because he's as athletic. But that, but look, Georgia didn't use Darnell Washington the way Notre Dame did. Notre Dame he was their primary passing weapon at Notre Dame. He was the guy they moved everywhere. He was Travis Kelsey for Notre Dame. And he did a fine job yeah. for a couple years there. I mean, they yeah. would line him up outside. They'd line him up in the slot. They'd line him up on the line of scrimmage He didn't sometimes. make their run game better, though. No, but no. that's not what you're drafting him for. I don't think Travis Kelsey makes the Chiefs run game better. Uh, and he that's who he comps to. I don't know if he's quite the athlete Travis Kelsey is, but guess who he played for? Guess who Travis Kelsey played for at Cincinnati? Mm. Brian Kelly, who recruited Michael Mayer. Brian Kelly, uh, similar type of player. Uh, but again, if you're if you're listening to Mike McCarthy and you want to be more physical, you know, a 275 pound tight end like Darnell Washington who can also run like a wide receiver, that's a that's a threat. But so for me, it's interior line, interior D line for the Cowboys, or one of those great tight ends, and just draft the one who's the best run blocker. Those guys that makes your team better. I mean, that improves your football team. That's where the Cowboys are. They've had a really good offseason acquiring Brandon Cooks. Uh, acquiring Stephon Gilmore, re-signing their own guys. Uh, they're in a good place right now. And uh, the, the NFC, outside of Philadelphia, is completely wide open. Yeah, and I believe the Cowboys, if they are to get a runner, whether it's in the third round, fourth round, whether it's Roshan or or the kid at TCU, they need a downhill guy. they got little scat backs with Pollard and the other kid. They need somebody going down, take one cut, and we're downhill with this offensive line. Yeah. Me and Mike McCarthy, that's what we're talking about. Well, Tony Pollard's your lead running back. You've made him your franchise player. You're going to use yeah, him you, such. Yeah, you feel like he's he can do this every down thing now. When a year ago, two years ago, oh, he's not an every down back. He can't do all that stuff. 
I guess thick enough to do hey, to Zeke, be in there a lot. Zeke's still out there. He can well, still, quit it with the Zeke. He can come home. No, he ain't come, please don't bring he that guy come back. Home. Don't bring him home unless he's coaching. Don't put him in that helmet. Player coach. Put him in. Put him in. A, no, put him hey, in a cap. Coming up. By the way, this guy says wise guy. I'm not a fan of Ohio State quarterbacks. Well, that's true. But that, this is what I'm talking about with Ty saying I don't like TCU offensive linemen. Ohio State quarterbacks have not been successful, but C.J. Stroud is a different breed of Ohio State quarterback than they've ever had. He's the best passer they've ever had. Justin Fields was a runner who could throw, right? You know, Braxton Miller was not going to be an NFL Then to me, the player. Houston Texans are silly if they don't take him. If they don't get that number one guy, you can't screw up the second, the second guy around. Don't just, draft a, don't just draft a guy to draft a guy. Just because you feel like you need to draft a quarterback, but but what Bucky is saying is accurate. If the Colts and other teams have him ranked highly and like him a lot, why don't you? Like, what is the issue? Is it the agent? Is and there, it really yes, David? and there was at some time you had him pretty damn high. He was either one or two on your board for them. He was either one or two at some point. Well, again, the but boards, if it's about you, the agent, that's kind of silly every, to me. All thirty-two teams have a different board, and boards can be wrong. They can be. Bad, bad board makers, right, and bad evaluators, and that's possibly the case. But it, it, the word out of Houston is they never had C.J. Stroud ranked highly, uh, as high as others, for whatever the reason. And when I say the agent, David Mulligetta, who is the Austin-based agent who also represented Deshaun Watson, there is some thought that there's some acrimony between the team and the agent that could be leading them to come off of C.J. Stroud. Right, if that's the thing that's holding you back and right. you think he's a good quarterback, he's the second-best quarterback in the draft, yeah. then you're goofy if you're, you're – 100% agree with you you got to figure that out. But that's the Texans. Cowboys, what do you say they do? Coming up, do you uh, – we'll explain to you what the ESPN FPI is and why they have the Longhorns ranked fifth in college football coming into the 2023 season. That's next on B&E. B&E. Certainly is B and E. Somebody said uh, Abilene Christian. Better watch out for them. Come on, E. The YMCA boys. Come on now. Listen, all I'm saying is that Abilene Christian is 24 and 11. They're playing in the WAC conference now, the Western Athletic Conference, and they're coming in tonight. I say, don't sleep on anybody. You're the Texas Longhorns. You win 24 of your first 35 games. You're a pretty good ball club, uh, and that's where the uh, Abilene Christian Wildcats are. They'll be the uh, Longhorn opponent tonight. Five-game homestand beginning for the uh, Longhorns. Nice for the uh, Texas State Bobcats. Nice win for them last night, RPI. Craig will have more on that coming up in the Craig Way Report. Uh, We're going to talk to our buddy Ty Harrington, top of next hour. Talk some college baseball big picture. The Big 12, Longhorns sitting in first place. And, of course, right here in this spot tomorrow, we're going to be talking with David Pierce, Longhorn head baseball coach, our weekly Thursday visit with the skipper. Also on the show tomorrow, Buck, we'll be chatting with – Roshan Johnson. Johnson, yeah. Roshan Johnson will be with us to uh, talk about this process for him. Tomorrow will be one week to the first round. Roshan not going to hear his name most likely in the first 32 picks or 31 picks because Miami forfeited theirs in the first round. Uh, they anything will, goes after that. You know, I think top top 95, I mean, top 90 play. I mean, that's the first three rounds. But then they have the compensatory picks. I think uh, Roshan will certainly hear his name um, because we, we talked with um, – who was our great guest last week that we talked to? Uh, Mike Renner. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus, their lead draft analyst. And he said – The best of the big backs. Best of the big backs. Yeah, the best of the – because you know, teams are going to have a two, 220 and above. It was considered a bigger back, and Roshan's the best of those. So if you're looking for a thumper, Roshan certainly is that. Broke more tackles than any player in college football last year. I think you'll uh, – and the fact that he wasn't the lead back, the NFL doesn't care. They like that, that uh, he was – 
Got a lot, a lot of tread on the tires, Buck. Could you see Roshan in, in Minnesota with all the Dalvin Cook spec- speculation of him being cut before the draft? Did Alexander Madison sign? Yeah, he's back. He's back in Minnesota? Yeah, yeah I'm good yeah, with that. Yeah, I think they would probably not go there. Just because they're similar runners? Mm-hmm. Big guy. Yeah, but uh, gosh, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see this. I, you know, he'll be drafted on day two, which is second and third round, which is Friday night. I, I, I was asking Ty outside, I'm like, where is uh, the little guy from Kansas State going to end up? Deuce? I mean, I mean, fourth round, third, third round or fourth round pick. Somebody wants that guy, don't they? Somebody, somebody, that guy can be a game changer. I mean, you know you're going to get a seal, whatever team it is. I think it'll be day yeah. three for sure, yeah. which yeah. I think I'm thinking fifth round for him. But, you know, but again, it's not a, it's a really good running back class because it's headlined by Bijan. And then, but it's not a deep running back class. You probably don't go more than seven or eight deep at running back. So, yeah, Deuce will get drafted. I think probably early to midday. His dad's three. still a scout with the Cowboys, right? They have problems there. Putting him on their board, I don't see the Cowboys with looking for that type of player. But but maybe because well they've got that player in Pollard. They already have that type of guy when it comes to high level, you know, well and excitement and and breakaway kind of guy. They already they had that in there. The guy that they just franchise, right? That's what he is. Well, look, I mean, that this is the Cowboys are pigeonholing Tony Pollard as a, as their primary back and they will tell you he's 6 foot 210 he's not a scat back he's our no, back no i, we I used he him proved in, that he we, proved that we used him in that role with with Zeke cuz Zeke was our thumper and he was kind of that change of pace guy until he just became the better running back which he was for the last couple of years and now he's going to be their lead but uh, that's why I don't know. I I think the Cowboys will take a second running back because right now Malik Davis is the only back that they have now. Ronald Jones as well. Oh yeah, they brought in the old guy, Ronald Jones from the Buccaneers. He's, well, in, he's in my uh, or I, I'm not in this league anymore, but my Madden franchise league. Remember that? This says Deuce. Yeah, where you're going to lose. This says Deuce. And Ronald up. Jones is that guy oh. now in this part of his career. Deuce will end up with my Chiefs. Yeah, well, he kind of oh, looks boy. like a Chiefs kind of player, right? One of those little Gosh. quick guys you can't get your hands I mean, Edwards, on. Edwards Hilaire, he's done, right, with the injuries. Can't stay yeah. healthy. I yeah, can't stay I, healthy. I agree with you, Ty. He's going to make – wherever he is, he's, somebody's going to be happy with getting him from third on or fourth round on. They're going to be, oh, my gosh, we got we, – they're going to feel like they get a steal. Well, look, I, I like the kid from Pittsburgh, that running back. If you're looking for one, Tajay Spears, the running back from Tulane, is a really good player. Mm-hmm. You see him running all over the USC defense in that Cotton Bowl. But, you know, do the Cowboys go running back, or are they just going to bulk up on the interior of their offense? I just think they, they need depth on their offensive line so badly. If you just look at their depth chart, they're good on their starting five. Okay, you feel I like pretty Tony good about Pollard, that. E, but I'm not hammering him up in there. As, I, he's my, he'll be my main guy, but I'm, he's not going to get the kind of carries that Zeke used to get. You can't give him the ball well, remember, that many we, times. He, could, he may be able to take it. But that's the plan, though. No, that's what Big Mac. I don't like saying. that. I don't. I don't listen like that. Plan. You don't listen to the coach. He's telling you what he's going to do. Well, then I need to have another running back. Somebody else has to be my my. Well, I mean, not look, my bat. My my guy who's going to well, get one carries of the cow- with him. This is another reason I like the Darnell Washington pick from Georgia because one of the Cowboys' best strengths is the athleticism of their offensive line. How many times last year did you see them get wide with their run game? Mm-hmm. And you know, a guy like Tyler Smith and his athleticism. Tyron Smith is a very right. athletic player. Getting in front of these running backs and get to the outside, that you know you can run that way, and you, so that's another reason I like Steve Avila out of TCU because he is a very athletic, you know, offensive guard who can play center too. But you know, I don't think you know Mike's not going to you know, coach Big Mac's not going to beat his head just trying to plow it between the tackles. They're going to use the athleticism of their line and the quarterback uh, to kind of you know create the run game. So Tony Pollard can do that part, and you know he showed you last year he could run between the tackles when you need him to. Once you spread him out. 
He can find you a crease, and he can make guys miss in space. I mean, he's got a little Bijan to him the way he can. Well, then I'm going to lean on on Ty's guy, the guy that he liked a lot last year. Malik Davis? I, yeah, I mean, he, he's got to have a bunch of carries. He can't be – Tony Pollard can't take still. He does too many exceptional things in the screen game and in those type of things that are big plays to have him going, even toss sweeps. All I mean, it's just too many carries for him is still not a good thing, I don't believe. Well, they're going to add another. Th- they, that's what I mean. They have to – because Ronald Jones isn't going to get he, it done. He, that's where I believe a guy like Roshan to a place like the Cowboys later on. I like it a is lot. Is the kind of thumper that they need. Because they still will need a guy near the goal line. And, and the as, guy much as, I like, as much as, as, much as I Charbonnet, that said that Zeke is done, Zeke had a nose for first downs and goal line. You have to keep the chains moving. You can't get stuffed. Well, we've got eight days to continue to parse through it. Somebody said, could the Texans trade for Trey Lance? That's been discussed. The uh, – the familiarity with the Texas coach, Houston coaching staff with San Francisco. They know the player. Well, the question becomes, would the 49ers be willing to trade Trey Lance? And remember, they traded well, I don't up even get... know how good he is now. Well, yeah, you can't make a judgment. You haven't seen him play. He simply has not played. He didn't I mean it's, it's impossible to do. But the people who would know best are those people would be their passing game coordinator who's now running the offense in Houston and D'Amico Ryans. They know the substance of the kid. They know the talent of the player. And so, and guess what? The, the the 49ers traded a lot to get him to go up to the third pick a couple drafts ago to take him. And so, they're still waiting. Well, he, he would have been. The, they built their Young, offense around. used and bruised. <laughs> You're so definitive. He he got he got hurt in the first game last year when they had built him. He was going to be their starting quarterback. I'm not saying he's the answer. I'm just saying there's 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 talent there that has been untapped. It's not because of. He's not good. It's just that he was going to be the offensive, you know, engine and got hurt. Uh, but again, the Texans have have run their off season this off season like a team that's that's looking that they're going to have a quarterback because they've had a lot of veteran players. They brought in Dalton Schultz. They brought in Devin Singletary. They brought in uh, Robert Woods at wide receiver. They added you know Hassan Ridgeway and Denzel Perryman on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of veteran Noah players. Brown. Noah Brown at wide receiver. Guys who have played in this league and have shown they can play in this league. Well, you know, that's you could put a, a, a Trey Lance or go after a Lamar Jackson after the draft and put a veteran quarterback there, and you'd be a, a pretty decent team. I'm not saying you're challenging the Chiefs all of a sudden, but you could certainly challenge Jacksonville and Tennessee in your own division yes. to make the playoffs. So, uh, yeah, Tennessee's got their own problems going on. I, I think, uh, oh, man, they're well, they hired a new general manager. They're in rebuild at this point, and that's back to the Cowboys. There's been the talk of Derrick Henry on draft weekend, potentially traded to the Cowboys. Uh, USA Today had that story last week that the Cowboys, you know, if they don't get the running back in the first round, I wouldn't be mad at them for that either. Would they give up a you know third day pick to Tennessee because Tennessee's looking for draft picks to get Derrick Henry at what twenty nine years old? That'd be, that'd be all about money though because you can't pay. He's making what like you basically just reacquiring Zeke contract, but better, wise. but but, yes. a better but Zeke. better Zeke. Uh, and it's it's a one year deal left. And could you get Tennessee to eat some of that contract? I'd, be, I'd love that. Um, yeah. Well, and Tennessee would have to because the Cowboys probably can't afford it with their cap. But if you could – and the, the the amount of money they're willing to, 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 to eat of Derrick Henry's contract would, would also be – Tony Pollard and Derrick Henry together? Yeah. Nice. That, that sounds good. Well, again, Big Mac wants to thump it. <laughs> you wow. got you got an outside runner, an inside runner. You've got a monster who can wear you down and you know tear you up come fourth quarter time. And think about it with uh, Derrick Henry. If you know the, the, the draft pick you would have to give up to get him – would be commensurate to, to how much money Tennessee is willing to eat, right, and and absorb so that you don't have to take on the full contract. Those things can be negotiated. And so if you're the Cowboys, do we take a young rookie running back or do we get a hold of Derrick Henry, 
for one of our draft picks here, and then we've we've got that two headed monster. And how are these deadlines are making deals for the for the J E T E Jets 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 right now with Aaron Rodgers? What's the deal with this? Same thing. Just a matter of time. I mean, it's, it's it's one team wants one thing for the for the player, and the other team is well. Somebody's going to gonna get it. So they're somebody's getting it right. Well, and that's the that's the deadlines make deals because they're playing chicken right now. The Jets and the Packers, and you at some point on draft night, you're going to have to blink. The the Packers want that 13th pick. Jets aren't giving it to them. The Packers don't want Aaron Rodgers back. That's but, they, no, they don't want him. Well, see, look, that that thing is this: the Packers would like to get the 13th pick in the first round for Aaron Rodgers. The Jets aren't giving it to him. The next thing will be well, we want both of the seconds that you have. They pick back to back in the second round. The Jets want to give up one of those and then a future one. The Packers want to get as much in this draft as they can for Aaron Rodgers. It's going to happen. It's just you know how how which team blinks, which team says okay. We'll take that. Uh, and, or do the Jets finally say, okay, we'll give you both twos. We'll give you both twos to get this done. Yeah, we got to have a quarterback. Yeah. We can't go in with that kid playing quarterback Correct. again. And the, the Packers want no part of Aaron Rodgers or his contract uh, in Green Bay this year. Where you get that from? Did someone tell you that? Did someone tell you that? Because I ain't for no games, okay? No games, just gossip. It's brought to you by the icy cold Frosty Bud Lights, the official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, the Texas Exes, and the Texas OU game. Dish Falk tonight. A couple of coldies watching the Longhorns play. Abilene Christian. Load up the Blitz. 447-3776. We talked yesterday on Tax Day, Buck. The Tax Man Cometh. Also played the Beatles song, Tax Man. Oh, yeah. We talked about Paul McCartney. You know, Paul McCartney has his first hit song on the Billboard dance charts that he's ever had. He put a new album out this week, and yeah, he did a... Uh, is he just solo artist? He's not. There's no Paul McCartney. There's no wings anymore, No, it's right? just Paul McCartney. It's just him. He's solo. Yeah, I think, a producer named Kygo. Kygo? Yeah. You know, know him? Kygo? Yeah, he... he uh, so because of him, Kygo remade Paul McCartney's 1983 song with Michael Jackson called Say, Say, Say mm-hmm. into a dance song with the hook, and it's now atop the dance charts, so Paul McCartney gets credit for it. Need to get out in the garage and do that. Do that thing. Mix it. I need to mix it out in the garage. I remember that summer, that video. Or oh, yeah. Like sit in the back of a pickup truck or something back in the day. Say, say, say. It's I got remember. Michael Jackson in it, too. Yeah, that was a duet. Great song. Uh, yeah. So Along good. with Ebony and Ivory. Ebony <laughs> and Ivory, yes. Oh, man. But uh, way to go, Kygo. So you know Kygo? It's, yeah, it's like electronic. Yeah, so you said your 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 girlfriend, girlfriend yeah. big into the EDM scene. Yeah, so I I recognize the name. I couldn't tell you a song title or anything like that. Do they have titles? Like most of them don't even have lyrics, right? I mean, I'm I'm, I'm listening to this this remix. That's what you guys are, it, fake disco people. Yeah, it just feels you like you're in a are. club. You know, yeah. Superstition downtown, the new club down there. Jay Rogers. With earrings with meat hanging from you. Well, yeah, look, I, I you. told you this uh, this you know, people like Dua Lipa, who's been a huge pop sensation. She. Spree just bringing back the pop beats and yeah. uh, putting new tunes to it. Bring it, and uh, people love the love the disco. Hey, how about this? This is in uh, British Columbia, Buck. A black bear. So how about this? This lady goes to the store, she stocks up on her soda, comes home to unload it, and while she's unloading, a black bear gets into her jeep and drank 69 of her 72 cans of orange soda. Why is she getting 72 what the hell cans is up of with orange her? soda? You go to the Costco. The bear's, the bear's just saving her life. That's kidney stones waiting to happen. You got you go to Costco and uh, you know you're that's gonna, true. What is that? Four cases? Three yeah, cases? you got to do that for yeah. You got to do it at Costco. We got a bunch of kids. I don't know, but yeah, sixty nine of these seventy two the orange sodas, and she's got it on video. It's gone viral. You can watch it. 
That's bear, that black bear just went to town on he that. just uh, crushed those cans. <laughs> just crushed them. Oh, I drank 12 orange sodas in a matter of two days and instantly got kidney stones. Like oh. the next day. I still attribute the orange soda. Thought I ate bad. <laughs> Somebody said EDM girls. Good luck, Ty. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. Well, Ty likes to walk on the wild side sometimes. You know what I'm saying? We like that about the, the TY man. But yeah, 69 cold. What is it? What do you think that is? Fanta? Fanta. Orange sure. orange soda. Ty, you also, one time, I, you told me you drank, what, three Red Bulls at one time? Oh, I drink like two or three a day. Red I drink Bulls. Two, I drank two Monsters during the show oh, yesterday. Oh, Monster. Monster Recover, though. It's not carbonated. It has some coconut water oh, in there. okay. Does it give you that pump? Oh, yeah. Gives you the juice you're looking for? Is that the deal? Well, I either, I either do that or drink seven cups of coffee in the four hours that we do the show. So, a little bit easier. I still haven't seen the, the Cocaine Bear movie. Have we seen this yet? No, I'm not going to watch that. I'm sure that bear was a little bit hopped up with 69 soda pops, orange sodas. It says, uh, here you go, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Are we fans of these? The peanut butter cups? We have the I am still, Best yes. candy ever made. They're finally, I thought this would have been done a long time ago, they're finally coming out with a crunchy version. Like crunchy peanut butter. Are you a fan of crunchy peanut butter? Or I was. creamy? Oh, no, I like them nuts. Okay. Ty, crunchy or I'm creamy? I'm a crunchy guy as well. Well, now you get a crunchy peanut butter cup. I don't know how I feel about that, though. Well, I bet you it's would like it. It's got to be frozen. Either way. Or cold. Uh, also this. You know, there's a, the old, the old uh, advice that if you, do, if you do something for 21 days, three weeks, it'll form a habit. Turns out that's been proven untrue. Proven untrue. Nope. Takes longer. Or it does. Some you can do sooner. Some take longer, they say. I don't know. I've never been to prison. So <laughs> what, what does that no, mean? No, nothing. Just maybe. I mean, I've never been to prison. Just to jail. One night. One night only. Clarice. It says, guys, you can watch Cocaine Bear on the Peacock channel now. Really? Oh. Uh-oh. Why did you tell me that? I didn't need to know that. All right. So at 8.57, we have zero blitzers, so we're not doing a blitz today. Round of applause for oh, you guys. That's, oh, that's nice right. So we got a break time. Nobody called. We're good. The best blitz ever. Oh, no, too late. It's the best blitz ever. Now they're probably looking at him now. Now look at him. Too late. Too late. First time, best blitz of all time. Could become a habit. Takes longer than 21 days. Well, let's do this 21 days straight. See, no blitz. Without the blitz? That would be wonderful. What do you think, Ty? Don't tease me with a good time. (laughs) 21 days without it? Yeah. I don't know. People would be clamoring for it. Oh, they this. would not. They wouldn't. They just go actually go back to work. All right. We'll get to this uh, ESPN football power index. I promised to last segment, but we talked NFL draft and Cowboys, which was fun still. We'll get this uh, Longhorn situation. Coming out of spring, ESPN has put out their FPI and says the Longhorns are the fifth most powerful team going into the 2023 season. We'll tell you how they came to that and certainly debate it. Plus, Ty Harrington talks college baseball. Nick Shuley with our live music update on a Wednesday. Loaded here on B&E.